1: There comes one of
2: them now.
0: Welcome to the GameZilla podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla studios, Jazzy Fiddle. What Ooh. is going on? Welcome, welcome. And of course, let's not forget the producer
1: of all producers, the man, the myth, the legend, Dead at Night. I am the people's champion of podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts are for the people. Yeah,
0: we only we we know you're the people's per, the, you're the people's person. I'm the people's you're producer. The people's champ. So we know you can't do anything else, and you actually
1: don't really do anything with this board. You just keep yep. your hands on it. But you're you're the people's champ. I you mean, know, we gotta we gotta I, keep you here. I'm like an awkward nerd who's getting a picture taken with a hot female celebrity. I do the I do the hover hand. Like, you know, put my arm around the show, but like the hover hand. That's actually what I'm doing with the soundboard, because I'm actually intimidated by it. So I just do the hover hand here, makes it look like I'm doing work, but I'm actually just creeping.
0: <coughs> Creepiest right. producer in the biz. That's right. Well, welcome to episode
2: 194 of the GameZilla Podcast, brought to you by our patrons! You can influence this podcast and get other great perks like early access, game of the month, behind-the-scenes access, and much more by supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash gamezilla media for details. And if you
0: enjoy this show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, you're missing out on twitch.tv slash Gamezilla Media, where we do this live every Monday night. And people like, you know, Sean saying, I thought The Rock was the people's champ. Well, you're wrong, Sean. That's old news. He's not the a new, man of the people anymore. Yeah, the new people's champ
1: is sitting right here. I show we up. We own the new people's champ. Gamezilla Ro- Media contracted this motherfucker. The Rock's on movie sets. I'm here yeah. in the Games of the Studio. I am the people's producer. I'm the champion of yep. the people. You can't. We argue need it. him to recreate movies about board games. That's right. We need, right. him. we need We need. We oh, need. We need the Rock. Don't get me wrong, but he's got other things going on. So I'm assuming his role is the champion of the people. The people's producer. Speaking of that, did you see the new movie trailer during the Super Bowl? Skyscraper. Sky, Sky skyscraper. Skyscraper. He's got one leg. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. One leg can't stop the Rock. <laughs> I'm not
0: gonna lie. My wife looked at me. She goes, "That's not a real movie, right?" <laughs> I was like, "I think it's a real movie." She's like, "No, no, that was like a joke trailer, right?" I'm like, "I don't think someone would pay the money
2: to make that a joke trailer for what? It wasn't the Tide commercial." All right. Everybody thinks the uh, Crocodile Dundee uh, trailers uh, spoof too. It is. It's not a real movie. Yeah. It's not. No.
0: They literally show that it's a oh, Australian yeah, 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 travel. A travel. Car- yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember. Hey, I was they disappointed. Had, I was into it. They had him. They Man, had him yeah. fooled. I didn't. Right. I didn't watch the commercial.
0: So. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's um, let's get into this. Uh, we got to start with some team talk. So let's Ooh, switch up the <laughs> tunes. Poo-poo-poo. Switch them up. Boop 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 boop. Ah that's
2: right. Jesse Fiddle. How the hell you been doing lately? (laughs) I've been doing good. Um tried to play some Fortnite, but the servers were down like fourteen times this past week and that's all the times I wanted to play. We played for wait, did you not play Fortnite with us? No, I did the day before. Yesterday we're down during most of the Oh yeah you never played that? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I never I never logged back on. We got lost. We got lost into league. Yeah, so a little bit of league, um, getting some new people in and starting it up and brand
0: new people, yeah. Sheriff of Patty, playing his first ever matches of league. He's hooked. The drug uh, is deep in his veins. Uh, I hope he is. I hope he is. He seems hooked. He's uh, he's an asshole enough and he's and he's a troll, so like he fits perfect in League of Legends. Yeah. Like it, like it's the it's the love letter to Sheriff. That's all I got. Oh, that's music that's I'm done so
2: good You um, hate this music
0: <laughs> We only play this music Because we know How much you hate it I play uh, it out of Passion for the song That too the, okay. Wii, the Wii
1: shop's Going away soon We need to let it Live on and endure here. That's right That's Game true team. I picked up
2: uh, Shoe On the Nintendo Switch played through the first level. And, is that, uh, is I'm that like Nintendo it. Labo where
0: you
1: build a shoe yeah, out of cardboard? <laughs> you hey, do. Yeah. hey, wait a second. So you're telling me the cardboard shoes I've been wearing since I was a kid are now becoming in style? Yeah, you're, you're in luck. You're you guys always luck. call me cheap you're and poor. You're just but, a loser huh.
0: anymore. Now you're actually hip. Yeah, you, yeah. It's you know. like dad bod all over
1: again. Yeah, cardboard you know? shoes and a dad bod. <laughs> I
2: am sexy. <laughs>
1: JT brought me back
2: to the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, other than that, I did play a little bit of my first ever... Um, Telltale series hmm. in uh, Batman. The Batman? Your the favorite Batman. superhero. Yeah. Um nice. he, it. <laughs> he
0: said yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say he's not a superhero.
1: Yeah. Two to
2: five. We, we
1: got you here. I Thank don't really God. know
2: how I feel about it yet. Um, I haven't played that much into it, but uh, the story so far is really good. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through a whole game of just like clicking directional buttons and comboing them with one of the X triangle square circle to do the actions in the game. So i um, interested. I'm going to still put some more time into it, but um, I'm not quite sure exactly how I feel about that genre of games.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's OK. Like I I'm hit and miss with it. There's certain ones I really like. And then I'm, and then so I think, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna love them all, and then I'll go play like Back to the Future or something like that from Telltale, and just like get through one chapter, yep. and I'm like done. No, nope, not gonna play this one. I so think it's I hit and
2: miss. I think once I play through it, because I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it at least the whole first chapter or story or whatever they're they're calling those, um, and then I kind of want to go back and play it again, and then choose different decisions than I choose the first sure. time and see how it affects the actual outcomes. Yeah. So, so some
0: of them and that's the other thing I think that's the problem with this with these games is that some of them actually have a drastic change and certain ones you can play and and it'll have four different options. You can go play it four times and it'll result in the same thing every time. And it's like, well then what the hell what the hell is the point, you know? Yeah. Like uh, the Game of Thrones series actually is very linear where you actually can't break it. Away too much from the story they want to tell you. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. I don't so, like that at all. Um it's interesting, but uh I had a question for you for Shoe, right? Because yeah. I, I picked up Shoe and I uh last week I think I talked about it where
2: it felt kind of like a mobile game on my Switch. Like, did you get that sense? The I agree with everything you said as far as like the the like HUD where you're like picking your level and going into it. It's very mobile game-ish. And then in the level it just goes you know side scrolling platform basically yeah okay so i could see where you see the mobile aspect of the actual leveling system yeah. cuz it's know almost why it, like it plus me. it has like oh you gather these and if you don't gather like you have to gather these 6 owls and if you don't gather the 6 owls then you can go back and replay the level to try to gather the 6 <laughs> owls like yeah that's
0: the that's the other problem is that the the things you gather don't seem to matter so like I kinda get to that point where like the first couple levels I gathered all the owls and then after it I was like, Oh, I missed two
2: that level. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, I missed
0: four that level. Because I've noticed that it. It. <laughs> it
2: doesn't do anything like it doesn't do anything as far as like power you up or anything. Yeah. So it's just a completionist type yeah, of thing. Which and feels mobile ish to me again. Yep. So Collect all the coins and then collect all the pink
0: coins and then collect all the black coins.
2: Yeah. And then you'll unlock the teal coins.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Um But anyways.
2: Anything else? No, that, that's all the gaming I really got in. Dadai, what have you been up to?
1: <sighs> I'm having a little bit of a crisis, boys. I came to the sad realization yesterday afternoon after doing some, some soul searching that the video game industry doesn't care about me whatsoever, doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about anyone that buys any of their products. In general, the big game publishers don't care about us. And I I reached this in my continued struggle through playing WWE 2K18 on the Switch, which was donated by Testonomics and Sci-Fi HA. Um, Small aspects of the game I've been enjoying. It is the laggiest, most broken, trashiest major release video game I've ever played in my entire life. And you guys know that it's my deal playing poorly produced video games. And this one, this one's the cream of the crop to the point where I, I can't understand how this was allowed to be released, how someone at 2K didn't step up and say this is an unacceptable product to put out, how someone at Nintendo said, absolutely not, you cannot put this game on our platform. It is not playable in many regards. And so, like, it's super clear that 2K was far more concerned with making money than they were about actually putting out a product that's remotely acceptable. It's com- it's complete garbage. Um, I saw
2: the video on your Instagram page, and at first I thought you took like a one second clip and just like back and like looped it for like ten seconds. And then I realized, oh no. That's just a 10-second clip of how glitchy it is,
1: and and there's there's small aspects of the game that are fun, like just one on one, pick two wrestlers and fight. Like the very basis of it is fun enough, but you try to go in that story mode and the load times are abysmal, all of the uh, the cutscenes glitch out, and you know if you need to kick out if you're like trying to not lose the match. It's a it's something that involves precise timing. When the game lags and you just lose because the the game runs so poorly on the platform, it becomes unplayable. So I agree with you about about um, being upset about this. But but I think I
0: like I don't disagree with you. I just question the developer and the publisher in the sense of this. You this is a this is a series that comes out every year. Yeah. It's just like it's just like a sports game, like Madden hockey wh- whatever it is. It comes out every year. So on the Nintendo Switch side, the hottest console that's out right now. As far as like sales and and just it's not as uh, old as the PS4, the Xbox one, so you can imagine the next couple years are going to be very good for the Switch as long as Nintendo keeps it going in the right direction. So if you rush something and you don't get it where it's even playable, and that's the experience people have there's no way in hell that i that you will buy this game next year no they've just alienated their their fan base at least on this console and it's like you it'd be different if you rushed the game so that it came out the same day as the other consoles but it didn't this came out after it came out on ps4 and xbox <coughs> one this was delayed in the sense of coming out on the switch and and the thing that shocks me that i agree with you is that quality control and testing and what's allowed and disallowed within pla- uh, c- platforms th- almost seems like maybe there isn't as mi- as much like hoops to jump through as we thought there like, isn't no one at nintendo touched that game absolutely no not. one
1: no one touched it cuz if someone did it wouldn't it would have been delayed it would have been considered on like Nintendo 30 years ago would have never allowed this to touch yeah. their video game system because they would have play tested it and deemed it unacceptable it wouldn't have got the little Nintendo seal of quality on the back
0: yeah but i think the problem is that is that maybe Nintendo looks at it and go that's 2k yeah it, it's not it's not you know jojo from his garage it's 2k so they just let it go through yeah and i think you, you got to unfortunately as Nintendo, just to protect your to protect your system and your you know this re this great rebound that you're having, is that you need to you need to test like everything that comes through needs to be looked at. And I and I get it. Maybe there's not the manpower for that, but
1: you need th- then get it. They have the money. They can pay some. They can yeah. pay some idiot to sit around and play video games. I'll do it. Nintendo. Yep. Guess what? Pay me, and I'll let you know if something's trash because I have a really good eye for garbage. Um, and you know, on top of this, again, it, it further pinpoints the money-hungry attitude of these publishers. I, so, I, one of the fun things about playing a wrestling game—I went over this last week—is doing a creator wrestler. So, I went to make my wrestler, and I was like, okay, well, let me pick what uh, what type of uh, punches I want to throw. Um, you can choose from five different punches uh, that you know are at the base game. Uh, If you'd like to unlock the other 75 different punches and kicks, well, uh, you either need to get those in loot cases, which I'm yet to have gotten one, and I think I've put maybe 8 to 10 hours into this game, haven't got a loot case yet, Uh, or you can pay $5 and just unlock all of the extra moves for characters. So just the base of creating a wrestler, which is something that's been super fun since Nintendo 64 and the original PlayStation when you could do it, it's all behind a paywall now. It's not the leveling system, the the unlock system is completely unreasonable to obtain these items. It's behind a paywall, and that's further evidence. I want to continue to play this game. I have thought like, oh man, I okay, it's five bucks, five bucks, whatever to maybe enjoy this game. No more. but I cannot willingly give more money. I already feel bad that. Test and sci-fi each threw in $15. I threw in a few dollars to get this game. When 2K didn't deserve that in any other industry, you could take that product immediately back to the store and say, this is trash. I would like my money back. But you cannot with software, and that's wrong. 2K has stolen money from a lot of people over this game. It It is straight up wrong that this game was published, put out to stores, put on the eShop.
0: It's the worst game and this is this is I think I think you agree with me. And this is a tough call because there's probably some other trash out there, but it's the worst game on the Switch right now.
1: It's for sure the first f- the worst physical release. There's probably some trash on the eShop, but it's not on the scale of a 2K game that was released at sixty dollars and is available at all major retail stores. It's completely unacceptable. This game came out, and 2K should be. Ref- I'm not. You know, I know this isn't like I, I can stick to my guns. I'm not buying any more 2K games. Then Borderlands 3 is going to come out. and I'm like, well, I guess. Okay, you got me. It's Borderlands. But I don't plan on buying other 2K products because I I just I'm sick of the developer. I'm, I'm yeah. sick of the i not the developer, the publisher. I, I don't know the name of the development team that made this port, but either it was an uphill battle or they're idiots.
0: Okay, so shout out to uh, Fluffy Ruha in the Twitch chat. So if you're, if you're listening to this on iTunes and stuff. We're out live every Monday night and people get to interact. Fluffy, we know it's not actually the worst game on the Switch overall. Like there's there's shovelware already on the Switch. There's some bad Vroom stuff. Room the night sky yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You there's know. some bad stuff. But like this from a from a company of two K's level, like I can't pick another triple A company. I can't find a game that, that runs this bad, that's unplayable. Like like five percent of this game is playable. Yeah. And that's your one-on-one mode. The second you start to do anything else, it's terrible.
1: So, um, yeah, the, we're, I have, a little, we're taking a little sarcasm here, but still, it's bad. I have a WWE 2011 game on the Nintendo Wii that is exponentially more fun than this latest release <laughs> on the Switch. Like, they're not even comparable because one is functional. One, all the features work, and then the other one... You get the bare bones and have to like force yourself to try to have fun and not be frustrated with the experience. Yeah, yeah. So. So I'm mad. I'm probably gonna be mad did about this you, for a while. Did you
0: play anything that brought you joy this week or is, is we just we're just ending it with the with the hate on the 2K?
1: Anything good? Uh, you know, I played some uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 with my wife. Good, all one right. of my all-time favorite Whew. games. I love playing co-op with her. You know, we have we have a good time playing it together. Like it's a fun thing we do as a couple. That, you know, Donkey Kong Country can be stressful, but you know, it's still it's a great experience on one of the best games ever made. Um, and I started playing, I couldn't even tell you the name of it. It was like the free BMX game on PS4 that's kind of like Ali Ali. I couldn't even, it's like Pump Up BMX or something like that. It's just like Ali Ali. Okay. Where you do a BMX bike downhill, you have to do some tricks. It was a free PS Plus game forever ago. Um, I downloaded that and got sucked into that for about 45 minutes yesterday. And that was actually like a nice, relaxing experience that wasn't a uh, money hungry cash grab kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um so if uh
0: if that's not bad enough, then I have I have some great I had a really good week, first of all. Okay. So I'm gonna start with the positive since we since that was a long stretch of of negative uh
1: hate there. Warranted. I Warranted, but but let's just I could keep going uh, about video game industry not caring about me. Uh-huh. Destiny two, kicking the dick. Splatoon two, kicking the dick. Uh Battlefront two, kind of a, a kind of like a, a dick slap in my face, but I'm still at least enjoying that. I enjoy that a little bit. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's right. just a little dirty. All right, so I got to play some. I got All to, the games I bought are hurting me. <laughs> I got to play some League. Okay, I got. To, wait, you didn't talk about what you played today. I played Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Finally, another kick in the dick. That beta didn't work. The video game industry hates me. But it worked this time. It worked because it was a purchased copy on your PlayStation. Um, The game was fun. I could see me having more fun with it if I put more time into it. Overall, I'm not an anime fan, so I would call the experience a little too anime for me. Um, But it it was a cool game. It looked pretty, and it was easy enough to at least pick up the basics of the game. But I would maybe think about buying it if it was $20 and my friends were still playing it, but... It's not something I'm jonesing to get back into right away, but okay. cool enough right. game. Still salty about it though.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So I got to play Dragon Ball. We'll just we'll just get this out of the way. I got to play Dragon Ball, and I've been enjoying the the uh, the story mode. I've been you know I've been having fun, and and one night, uh, several people that bought the game, and we play on PS4. Several people that bought the game. Wanted to get online and have a like build a a room, you know, and do like a King of the Hill like session. And so I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'll jump on that. So we get online and we're kind of like, do we need to be in the same lobby? Like, how do I send you an invite and all this stuff, right? An hour, one hour of going by and we figure things out. Oh, we got to be in the same lobby. Cool. Let's go, uh, you know, East Coast three, lobby seven. There's 10 spots open. Everybody get in there. We all get in, right? Sci fi AJ keeps getting booted. He's like, oh, I just got disconnected. Oh, I just got disconnected. He keeps coming back, right? Well, we find out you can't send invites. That's right. You cannot send an invite to play a game. And we're like, well, okay, let's just go over to world, you know, Wait, to online matches. This game's on Switch? No. This is on PS4, Xbox <laughs> One, PC. Okay, so um, we're like, let's just go to online matches and see if there's an option. Nope, that just queues you up into a random queue. Oh, okay, let's go over here. Nope, that's just local uh, in case someone's couch co-op, uh, oh, cu- couch fight. Oh, f- okay, okay. Huh, it says that you have to make a ring match. And I'm like, uh, okay. And we, all of a sudden we start seeing all these people around in the lobby with these little circles around them. that say ring match. Hit R2 to start ring match. Oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Everybody can join me. Cool. R2, my settings come up. I set everything I want, how many players, if I want to pass code, all that stuff. Hit launch. Ring shows up around my character. Everyone walks inside the ring, hits the X button. That's how they join my lobby. Okay, this is PS2 fucking 1998 level shit. Okay, let alone we're joining. 3! <laughs> let alone we're joining lobbies that are fucking like sixty-four player caps. So it's like it's like it's like lobby one through one hundred. Like you it literally feels like a PS2 game. So everyone's going in my my circle, hitting the X button, it says no rooms available. I thought, what? No rooms available. I'm like, did I set in the settings thinking something's wrong? No rooms available. Okay, cool. You make one. Maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> we got Sci-Fi AJ makes a ring. Everyone tries to join. No rooms available. We're like, right, let's go run to these randos. Going into these randos people that have rings set up. No rooms available. Oh, this guy works. Next guy's broken. Oh, this guy works, but he's only got a set to two players, so I can't get in there. Next guy's broken. Xander gets on. And Xander is a, is probably one of our best, like, fighting uh, game, you know, players. He, he launches... No rooms available. Sci-Fi walks in, hits X, he's in. So now Xander and Sci-Fi are in the room together. Uh, Five Mile Rick and myself cannot get in this room. So I'm reading online that this is a huge issue with the game and that the the workaround, the temporary workaround, is you got to reboot this, the game. So you got to back out, shut the game down, relaunch it, come in, try to get in. If it gives you the error, back out, shut the game down, relaunch oh, it until you can get in. I had only had to do it once, and I got in. Uh, Rick had to do it twice, and he got in. Now, here's the kicker. As long as you stay in the room and you don't get kicked out, because the servers crash all the time, then you're good. But the second you leave and you try to come back, you're going to have to reboot the game again. Now, yes, this is something they could fix, but right now this is a major problem I'm having. It took us 45 minutes to an hour before we had our first match. I don't even... Like, we had given up. We were like, let's go... We were talking about going to play Destiny 2. Because we're like, well, we could all get on and play Iron Banner. So, I'm That's, so... 2K has
1: me so messed up, I was close to doing the same thing. I'm going back... I feel like I'm going back to an abusive relationship. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> So the problem with it is, you know
0: I was thinking about playing league. I'm super mad because I'm like every fighting game that has come out in the last eight years, and I'm probably you could probably extend that beyond that, but last eight years I have been able to go into the game and invite my friend to play an online match. Done. Easy. we it's over. What the hell are you making people? Cuz here's the kicker. When you launch Dragon Ball Fighter Z, it auto places you into a lobby that it finds is, you know, good enough for you. So then you have to go down to the gate guy, right? Cuz you've you've seen it. It's like a little like little like kitty lobby with a cartoon character that you run around, okay? So then you go down to the gate guy and you go, "I'd like to change lobby, sir." <laughs> so then it kicks you back out and then you pick your lobby. So then you're talking to someone in the party chat, hopefully, because otherwise, how the fuck are you gonna find them in the seventeen thousand lobbies that exist? Because only sixty-four people per lobby. Okay, it is laid out like a like a indie team built this game. Okay, Disc Jam this has a better di- layup. This oh. Disc Jam, Disc Jam, it's. Has it. a- 100% easier to play with someone online in this jam than it is in, in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which was made by Bandai Namco and the creators of Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue. Yeah, have you ever uh, have you ever heard of that? Of any of either one of those company names? Yeah, because they're big. How, I, it blows my mind how this the game is beautiful. The fighting mechanics are great. The, the learning curve is easy, but, the, but, the, but at the same time, the moves are complicated enough that there's a lot of strategy that you can practice. The game itself is a gym. There's a reason it stole everyone's attention away from Marvelous Capcom E3. It's awesome. The UI and the menu system was created by a gorilla in a zoo. Okay, the developers made a great game, and then they go, oh, a- we forgot to make <laughs> menus. Let's let Deadite do it. He's never done it before.
1: Yeah, look, I got crayons. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs>
0: I have no idea. <laughs> but to me, yes, you could fix the ring match so that it at least works. You need to just blow up the UI, and in a couple months here, be like, here's the new UI that actually feels like a
1: 2018 video game. Remember... It's so bad. Remember when PlayStation Home was going to be the new way to navigate your PlayStation 3? And it never made it out of beta because it was an awful idea? Yeah, That's what this is like. You it have to like walk so, around like a little character. I'm not going to
0: lie to you. Dead I got into it today, right? First time he's ever played it. And within 10 yeah. seconds, he goes, this is dumb. <laughs> like I hadn't even <laughs> told him my experience yet. He just was like, I'm like, run over to that top corner. And that's where you can go to the arcade. And he's like, this is stupid. And I was like, well. You don't know the half of it, but yes, it is very <laughs> stupid. I, I just, I can't think, like, you literally have the best fighting game that's come out in years. Like, Street Fighter V is finally shaping up to be the fighter it should have been two years ago. Injustice 2 was a decent game. Tekken was a flop. Like, like, there ha- like there's been so many fighting games, big-named fighting games, have come out in the last two, three years that have been disappointments, and your game came out last year at E3 and blew the world away, and everyone was excited and then it was like you let just the front end of it take so much away from the game that like i i'm i've never been mad at a game because the game is so good yet it's so frustrating to get to the game like that i've never had this this problem like i couldn't believe the problem i was having last the other night Anyways, we get in play, we play four players, we're doing the whole, you know, King of the Hill, a lot of fun once we got in. We got to, you know, we got to stick around. We played like 20 matches overall, you know, and it was fun. It was good. I was like, "See, when you can get into the match, it was a lot of fun." And I don't know anything about Dragon Ball still, and I was having a blast with with, you know, three other people that are huge Dragon Ball fans. So, it was it was a good time. Um, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm hoping to see that they can clean this up quickly because it's so like hind- it hinders the game bad. Really bad. It, like considering like the like the loot box system is the best loot box system I've seen since Overwatch. Like it's actually good. You actually feel like by fighting you generate enough currency to go get loot boxes. And if you really want to spend real money, you can, but you never feel like you have to. And so, like, it feels balanced. Like, it feels good. It's just these... The clunky-ass menu in front of everything that's just, like... What were you... What were you... Like, what was the concept here? Or was there one? So, all right. That was my... That was... I was upset about that one, okay? I had fun with it, but I was upset. Fortnite went really well. I've uh, I've turned a corner with Fortnite. I think my PC play... Has actually made me better at the game and console, which I, I didn't expect this. But the but the controller in my hand, I am I am dominating in Fortnite now. I've pulled. I've doubled my, like, take take the wins that I had before this week. I've doubled everything. Like, it, it just feels easy. I don't know what's going on, but I've made some adjustments because of trying to play on PC, and it's transitioning back over to console for some reason. So I'm doing that. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Solo, duo, squad, doesn't matter. And, um, you know, having, having a good time with the new miniguns and, and, and some of the new... Uh, you know, um, that sniper mode last weekend. So yep. you know, having some fun. But uh, league was nice to come back to. I uh, got to play some league with, like you said, new people. But it just felt good to play league and and you know, pull out uh, some of the champs that I really like to play as. Uh, and and kind of got me, you know, uh, urge urge the urges there yeah. again. I want to play more. Yeah. So so that's good. Uh, Get Celeste, back. I streamed some Celeste. So I've been streaming. Um, that game, which is from the creators of Towerfall Ascension. If you haven't played Celeste yet, you, it's so much fun. Yes, it's difficult, but it never gets annoying. It never gets to that point where you're like, man, fuck this, I'm going to play something else. Like, I really like that game. Uh, the music is amazing. It's one of the best tr- music tracks that I've uh, come across since Axiom Verge, like, in, of that style of game. And then, um, I picked up uh, Sky Force Reloaded, which just came out for the Nintendo Switch. And uh, if, if you've never played Sky Force Anniversary, um, Sky Force Reloaded is that is the next game that they're uh, releasing. And it's that top-down plane shooter that's just so much fun. Uh, the progression's fun. The leveling's fun. And it, it just it gives it an... It gives a top-down shooter enough extras with the whole like being able to upgrade your ship and save and save heroes and try to try to obtain these certain goals that it just it's addicting. You just keep playing you you play the same levels over and over again just to try to build yourself up and you don't feel like it's a grind. You just have fun with it. So that's only like 10 bucks on the Switch right now. I highly recommend it for the Switch. But um I don't know if I played anything else. I think that's about it right now. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're playing. You can let us know what you are playing over on the Discord. So just go to gameslittlemedia.com and uh, right on the homepage, you hit that Discord button or uh, Sasha here will probably put it right in the chat for us here, hopefully. So you can just, if you're watching this live, um, you can join the Discord right now, talk with gamers from around the world every day for free. It is our gaming community. It's super healthy, super chill, and, uh, you know, you're welcome to join. Let's get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines.
1: Now let's have a fun about this monster story of yours.
2: Download complete.
0: Topic number one is a little game that we like to call PUBG. You may have heard of it. You may have not. I don't know. There are a couple million active users. It. Yeah, but there's some major problems with it and we've talked about it in the past but there's been some reports that in the month of January, just the month of January, 1 million accounts were banned due to cheating. And the crazy thing about that is the problems are still happening and getting worse. So, uh I wanted to take this 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 first topic to talk about the you know, a little bit about the news, but also the state of this game, and if they can't figure out a way to to calm this down, what's the future of this game you know look like? You know what? R- realistically, we're, we're already seeing people leave this game. We're, and, and in all honesty, it's one reason why Fortnite has had some success because it's you know I still want to play a battle royale game. One of my options, you know, that are at least near at the same caliber. Hopefully, it's Fortnite. So, 1 million cheaters banned in January alone. Um, Player Battleground's anti-cheat measures continued to be rolled out in the various updates uh, with over a million people banned. The stats come from BattleEye, which is a new program. I don't know about you, but um, BattleEye was, I don't want to call it forced upon me, but it was, for, it was pretty much forced upon me to install on my computer. It's just—it's a new—it's a new program that launches. It, it now sits underneath most of these games. It, like when I launch League, Fortnite, any of them, it launches BattleEye now. And it's just—just just this thing that scans and analyzes not only you, but it analyzes the people put, that are fighting you. So that way, if something happens weird to you. It captures that and can actually catch can that actually person. Catch that person. Yeah. So, hmm. um, so Eyes shared. Brother. Yeah, I shared that over 1,044,000 cheaters were banned in January alone. Unfortunately, bans don't seem to be resolving the issue as things continue to escalate, quoted by the company. Uh, back in November, they we also talked about how 100,000 players were banned over a single weekend, and then an, um, another wave of 100,000, and then, of course, the, the month of January, they they just obliterated a million people. Um, fighting cheaters will always remain um, and never be solved completely. BattleEye tweeted at the end of last year, especially in the most popular Battle Royale game. Further anti-cheat measures are uh, were rolled out at the end of January on PC, uh, with the latest update, so we'll have to see how effective they are out in the wild the coming weeks. I can tell you that Dr. Disrespect came back today, okay? And I was yeah. watching the stream full head of steam. Yeah, I was watching the stream, and sure enough, I'm watching cheaters kill Dr. Disrespect. I mean, to the point where it's so damn obvious that the, you know they're looking the wrong way, their bullets are flying the opposite way. it's it, it's all hacked. You know, and he's reporting these accounts, of course, but it's like, this is rampant. This is a huge problem for this game, and unfortunately, in a game like this, like all you have is online competitive play. That's all this game is, and if you can't create a fair playground playing field, you your game's doomed, inevitably. I don't care how successful the pro circuit gets. Like The game's in trouble. Because no one's experiencing this type of this type of cheating. CSGO, Fortnite, like I don't care where you look, League of Legends, like the cheating doesn't isn't rampant like this. Especially after you ban a million people and it's still getting worse. Yeah. You banned a million people. Especially I
2: mean, if you're trying to go pro with this game. Like if you if you have a, a tournament scene as big as theirs is right now, you have to put an end to this because the cheating is gonna get people to stop playing your game. And I don't know about either of you guys, but if I didn't play League of Legends, the likelihood of me to going to your event or watching you on Twitch every weekend and stuff like that would probably be way lower than it is.
1: You had a face. I don't know. Do you want to say something tonight? I mean, really, this just highlights my feelings all along. PC gamers are bad people. <laughs> Just the PUBG's scum on of, Xbox, though. Yeah, but I'm sure the I'm sure no factual evidence by this. I'm sure there's way more cheating on PC. I mean, P, PC players are the scum of the earth. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, there's like almost 100 percent of the cheating is
0: is being done on PC. Yeah, because, bad people. Because you can run the thing about PC gaming, right? Is that you have a, is that you're, yes, you have a game playing on this device, but you also have a full-fledged computer to run whatever program behind that you want. You can't do that easily with a console. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a problem. Oh, you got a bug. You got a friend. Oh, man. That was your buddy. He was whispering in your ear a secret. Hooney sucks. Play Fortnite. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so anyways, PUBG has already seen a slight decline in uh, user base. And could how did, oh man, a question that can't be answered. What do you think is going to happen with PUBG? Like in the next six months here, what can, what can happen? Because if you ban a million people and it doesn't seem to cause even a concern to other cheaters, you're
2: in deep shit. Uh, They have to do something this quick because if they don't within the next six six months, their game could potentially die because there's at least two Battle Royale games in the making now that are supposed to release this year that are just going to gain all of your following that you lost and they're never going to come back to you.
1: We're going to see this as one of the greatest rise and falls in the history of video games. I would would never play a game that has the reputation of being this overrun with an unfair playing field. I I get sick of lag switchers playing Destiny on console, let alone getting into a game like this that's fully online, the whole thing's competitive-based, and knowing it's an unlevel playing field because of people choosing to manipulate the game. I would ne- I I've never played PUBG and this makes me never want to even think about playing.
2: It would break records. It'd be the most popular played alpha that <laughs> died before it actually came out.
1: I mean, it came, I thought it, I thought it was officially the past 1.0 now. It
2: is. They're out. So, yeah. but
0: I mean, and all yeah, you're right. The the problem with this game and I can, I can agree with you that this could be one of the biggest rises and then crash and burn burn that we ever seen because if you're not getting cheaters killing you, then your game's crashing because of bugs. If your game's not crashing because of bugs, then you're rubber banding where you can't you can't properly spread out the 100 people that are dropping on your map properly. If that's not working like like it's not just the cheaters. The game has enough problems as it is and it's a live expanding, growing, ever changing you know organic game. It's like league. League always changes. You got the meta changes, the 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 nerfs and buffs, the just it, the game that we're playing right now will not be the same by the end of the year. And so my whole thing is that if you're, you're always dealing with that, plus you have this on your shoulders of this, of, of the worst ever. I think this has got to be the worst ever when it's come to cheating. Like, I don't think we've ever seen anything this bad. And, and like, why is that fun for people? I, at the same time, I'm concerned. Um, at the same time, I'm really concerned for for PUBG and and in the creators, Blue Hole or whatever you want to call them now. Ten Cent, the, the the publisher, whatever. So my problem is, I want to look at the gamer. If you are a PUBG gamer that
2: cheats, like what's fun about that? You have no skill. You're not doing anything good. Yeah, like you, you get to have a stat that you won a lot of games. Yeah, I That's never. It. Yeah, and here's the thing:
0: you won a lot of games, so like you're not going to be a pro because you'll be exposed. So, and you're not, like, what? what is it that you get out of it other than, yeah, like, I know some people just like to be trolls. But this many people, this many people like to be trolls? Like, I, I have a hard time believing that. There's nothing you're getting out of it besides you're ruining a game that you're playing. And, and like, there's a lot of people that only play PUBG right now. Like, they only play Battle Royale games. You are literally killing a game that you
1: play. Grim, did I tell you about the time I beat Contra without dying once? With With a Game Genie? Yep, got a Game Genie. I'm sweet. I'm the man. I got a game genie. Shout out to Kalu making me the man. <laughs> and, and even like that's
0: weird too. But here's the thing about here's the thing about game genie and and that in that era is that you weren't ruining the game for anybody else. Just playing it on my own. Yeah. And and at the same time, if that game a game that's super difficult, if you're trying to get if you're trying to get to a you know you can't get past a part and you want to see what's after it, and you want to practice a level or something like that. Just practice you know your jumping mechanics or something like that.
1: There's there's benefits to a game genie. It was great when I was a little kid, and there I was trying to play games that would that are hard for me to play now, you know. And you know, I could learn and and, and grow with the game a little bit. I have not a game gene, but that's a whole different tangent of game manipulators and how they can be fun. Uh, it's not at all the same as if uh, let's fast forward to the mid nineties. If I were playing GoldenEye and I somehow set it up where I. Uh, couldn't die playing GoldenEye, but my f- four friends, my three friends I was playing with, could. And then I bragged about how sweet I was, or I got all the enjoyment out of playing GoldenEye because I had a completely unlevel. I game. watched, I watched a kill today of a guy
0: because, because also mind you, they added kill cam, yep. So now we're able to, wa- you know, you're able to watch this how it happened. This guy ran, jumped out a window, and was running outside towards the fields, and then just stopped. For no reason. No one was shooting at him, nothing. Just stopped, did a 180, came back, went back in the building he left, wedged himself in the corner right by the doorway, fired his gun, and killed someone that was in the hallway outside.
1: <laughs>
2: How did he even know that? Like sniping and cheating. And at the also, same time. how is
0: that even fun? Like, right. I, I never understood it all the way back to SOCOM. Right? I'm playing SOCOM on PS2. People would glitch themselves through the floor into the wiring of the of the you know of the framework of the game, and they'd be able to shoot people. And like, I was like, you know what? Maybe trying it once, like just so you could see it, is one thing. But like, people—that's how they played SOCOM. I was like, like, how, why? Why would you pay money for this game to play it like this with no skill, no no challenge? Like, why are you even a gamer? Yeah. I mean, actually, correction, you're not a gamer. Why do you even play
2: games? They have to do something fast because uh, this Project X is throwing down the gauntlet. They've got articles and everything <sighs> out saying that they're going to give us Battle Royale the way it's meant to be played, and that's going to be like a thousand-person map and the elements are supposed to be able to kill you and affect your, your player. And, like, if I mean, PUBG doesn't yeah. do something to regain this following before that game comes out, I think they're already going to struggle because yeah, prob- that, that game looks great.
0: So the only thing is, like, that's that's the evolution of Battle Royale. We talked about that on Alpha Show, right, last week, uh, Games of Alpha, is thats is that you're having all these problems, you're struggling, your growth has slowed down, slightly, maybe even possibly gone down and uh you are the it's the most popular genre now. So just like Doom, just like any other any other genre that blew up, everyone's mimicking you now. Everyone. So the next guy that gets it right, but just it just it just clicks with the gamers and they go, "Oh, man, that's the next gen of battle royale. That's where everyone's going to gravitate, right?" But the problem is that hopefully that company no no matter how cool their game is, hopefully they figured out how to not have the same problems that PUBG's having. Because if they have 1,000-player drop-ins and they take the 30 million install base and they're doing 60 million over there, guess what? We're going to be here next year talking about Project X being the worst cheating game we've ever seen and that this is even worse than PUBG. Wasn't, yep.
1: wasn't Project X that movie where the kids had the crazy party? Probably, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: nice. But we're yeah. not talking about that Project X. I got confused. Okay, fair enough. It's normal for you. Typical. <laughs> so. All right, I let's, thought it was
1: people shooting guns in a pool party. <laughs> let's mo-
0: let's move on. You can always join the Discord. Let us know in, uh, in, our, in the channels what you think is going on with PUBG and maybe even how they can fix it. Uh, let us know. All right. Next topic. Our favorite company just keeps getting better and better. Electronic Arts, man. They really get it. They really get us gamers. They really understand us. They really know what we
1: want. I want to go home. (laughs) I don't even want to be here for the rest of this. I mean, there aren't anything there's nothing better than microtransactions
0: and 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 creating you know roadblocks so that we can't progress in the game without giving you more money. There's nothing better than it. And that's why EA came out and said we believe in microtransactions in twenty (laughs) eighteen. That's right. EA came out and said it right. Oh, my God. They say they believe in microtransactions quoted when they are done right. Okay, first of all, EA, let me just explain something to you, okay? We we fund ourselves through our fan base. So we can say whatever we want to any of these companies. And one of them is, EA, guess what? You don't know how to do them right. So, like, you haven't made a single game that does it right. So... It's great that you understand that they're good when they're done right, but you're never going to do them right because you're just evil. All right, so you should expect games from Electronic Arts to continue offering live service components with optional microtransactions. This is stated from the company as part of the EA um, earnings report with their investors. This was said to their investors, the people that are then taking, then taking all the heat and worried about Star Wars Battlefront Two, Need for Speed, FIFA, like every game that came out in the last six months by EA that's been just bashed. So CEO Andrew Wilson addressed the controversy surrounding Star Wars Battlefront Two implementation of microtransactions before doubling down on letting investors know that microtransactions are here to stay. Uh, quoted, Andrew was quoted saying this, going forward we believe the live services that that include optional digital monetization when done right provide a very important element of choice that can extend and enhance the experience of our games Wilson said, we're committed to continually working with our players to deliver the right experience in each of our games and live services
2: (sighs) I believe that EA might be correct about this, (laughs) meaning that they're not. They're absolutely 100% not, but I believe in the fact that they could be maybe one day. For Battlefront... (laughs) (laughs) Hence the awesome wording that they put at the
0: top of this article. Wilson went on to say, for Battlefront 2 specifically, he quoted, it definitely was a learning opportunity. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) A learning opportunity. (laughs) EA decided to temporarily remove all microtransactions from the game due in part to the, uh, community, uh, well, uh, how do they put this? The sentiment and community data coming out of the beta and early trials. (laughs) Oh, uh, not the most downvoted Reddit post of all time, and just true hate towards you. That that wasn't it at all. It was just you know data that they received back from you know people that enjoyed the game but just yeah. wanted it to be a little bit different. Okay, Reddit downloads
2: are yeah. data. Just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. So microtransactions are coming back, referencing Star Wars, yeah. oh. scheduled to return in the next few
1: months.
2: Better get your uh, Battlefront two in before this. <laughs> listen, listen.
1: Listen, everyone could go buy as much star cards as they want. It's not going to make me worse. Yeah. I'm already awful. Here's the thing,
0: though. They're coming back in two months, and that's where he left it. He didn't explain how it's going to work. He didn't explain. Oh, of course, he, he didn't, didn't. He didn't try to like make sure the investors were comfortable with it. He just says it's coming back. We're gonna we're gonna fix it. It's coming back. <laughs> So here's the thing about, about microtransactions, and it's why companies are forcing them, right? The EA's forcing it. It's not done right. It's not when they're done right. They suck, okay? They suck, period. You don't enhance shit, okay? You, there's no enhancement versus me saying it's all in the game and there's an in-game currency that I can earn to buy this stuff the more you play. Or, hey, pay me real money and you can get it. There's no enhancement there. It's the same thing. If I tell you there's 20 extra items in this game, and you can earn them by playing the game or there's 20 extra items in this game and you can buy them there's no enhancement i'm sorry buying it and getting it quicker isn't an enhancement you're just you're just feeding into people that don't have patience and if so, if that's the type of customer you want it will only continue to get worse and you will only continue to try other ways to even make it where hey if you buy this game for 60 bucks and then you pay us 99.99 you get the platinum. Good job. You didn't even have to beat the game. You got the platinum trophy. You're the man. Like that's what it's going towards. Obviously that's ridiculous. But like that's what that's how that's the way we're moving. Okay. But here's why we do it, people. Here's why EA does it. Here's why all these companies are fucking you. We're looking at you, 2K. For the latest quarter, just the latest quarter, EA's digital net bookings for live services, which include optional add-on content,
2: came to $787 million. Well, that's why they believe in microtransactions, because all of the idiots out there are just feeding them cash. And a year-over-year ratio of a 39% growth. Holy hell. So
0: that tells me that the gamers are as much to blame as these assholes that are giving them the option. Yeah. You can't sit here, I'm sorry, 39% is way too high. You cannot sit here and bitch and moan and say that this is wrong and then go give them money. Like don't, you? this is why it keeps happening. It was the one time I was excited about Star Wars Battlefront 2 when when Reddit came out and when the people stood and said, fuck your game, I'm not buying it. I love Star Wars, but I am not buying this. To the point where Disney had to contact EA and basically say, fucking take it out or your contract's gone and you won't be making Star Wars games anymore. Okay, like That was a moment that as a gamer you should be proud because you were able to speak up and actually tell people this is not how we like to take in our content. You are wrong. But unfortunately, $787 million in their bank account and 39% growth also shows them
2: that they don't have to care. And that's where we need to make the change. Hi, Dead8. Hello. I see you're sitting down and playing some video games. Yeah. Um I have this can of a low carb energy uh sustenance here. Um, <laughs> okay. that uh is only $2 if you walk 4 houses down to the corner store and you walk in there, you can grab it out of the little refrigerator, it'll be nice and cold for you $2. Okay, $2. Or I have this can right here. Yeah. And you don't have to walk and you can get it right now. Ooh. $23.
1: Ooh, man, you know uh, it's pretty nice outside and a walk actually, you know, I bought these new walking shoes and I thought, you know, I'm really going to invest some time in enjoying walking, but it's really hard to beat the fact that I can have it right here without having to put in any effort. Plus,
2: I'm just going to let you know that the, the art on this can that I have in my hand
1: is exactly the
2: same as the one down
1: there. Ooh. So How's that no, for a selling point for you? So there's no difference. I don't have to put in effort and I just have to give you a, uh, you know. That's true. And I'm well, not even going <laughs> to open this can more, for you. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, no, no more
2: benefit that I'm going to give you aside from you can have it now. But we're going to make the deal even sweeter. Ooh. Next
0: month, DLC drops. that takes your brand new running shoes that you already paid for. Yeah, yeah. And adds DLC where in turn it adds little track, tractors to the bottom of your shoes Ooh. so you don't have to walk anymore. You can just coast. I could just, oh. Only oh, for like 99 99 It's like
1: Healy's. Yeah. Except you don't even have to, you know, build up momentum. It does it by itself. So you're saying for a total of forty nine ninety five, I can have an energy supplement and wheels on my shoes and never have to leave my house. Yeah. And we'll call it a season pass so that you have to pay for us every year. Isn't that great? Yeah, and it costs yeah. exercise, so I'm in. It gets you everything you need. <laughs> the
2: energy so that you can walk down and get another can. And then so that you don't have to waste the
0: energy
1: that you bought. We're just gonna give you tractor shoes. Wait, will it make me better at walking to the Absolutely store to buy energy drinks and other kids? Not. No. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Okay. By, by no
2: means does it actually give you any advantage in your game. However, this can <laughs> Wait, for was- 42 ninety-five will make you better at the game. But we get to videotape you and then see the reactions of the players <laughs> that you're playing against. Because we believe that we should be able to determine who you play against so that we can make them feel just bad enough that they're going to want to buy this same can. Also, we now own your soul.
1: So this <laughs> this whole thing, this whole thing's a moot point cuz I forgot to mention you guys, these sweet new running shoes I they bought, they're they're made by 2K so they're actually just trash bags duct-taped <laughs> to my feet. So they called them shoes and they put them in a shoe box, but give sure yourself enough, tra- a toastie. Give yeah, yourself yeah, a toastie. Yeah, it's a uh, trash bags taped to my feet. Hey, 2K, I'm coming for you. It's going to happen. Okay, it gives you two shoe boxes.
2: It'll be like, there's one shoe in each box. Yeah. And it'll Not be like, even. Ah, you didn't read the fine print. We said right. each box is a shoe. So there's a
0: couple <laughs> other things that I want to show you how how just, like, blind EA is to reality, okay? So they basically... um. It was quoted again from Mr. Wilson that we never intended to build an experience that could be seen as unfair or lacking clear progression. So we removed the feature that was taking away from that from what fans were telling us was a otherwise great game. Wilson uh, continued on to say we are fortunate to have such passionate players that will tell us when we get when we get it right and when we don't. We're now working hard on more updates that will meet the needs of our players, and we hope to bring these to Battlefront 2's community in the months ahead. Okay, so there's that, right? (laughs) So he goes on to add that, While Battlefront 2's initial shipments failed to reach EA's projection or match the first game's out-of-gate sales, the game is still enjoying a lot of success. Fans have spent twice as much time playing Battlefront 2 over the previous game in the launch quarter. Wilson went on to say adding that almost 70 percent of Battlefront 2 players tried the campaign. Okay, so first of all, that's not- <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So first of all, you just told me that you sold less copies than your first game. Okay, that's bad.
1: I was real bad because the first the first game was an empty shell. Yeah,
0: and everyone was excited for it because no one knew what to expect, though. Yeah, we were all. Everyone bought it. Everyone was just like, "Oh my god, Star Wars Battlefront's back!" Less people bought it, but people play it more because you have a smaller you have a smaller like fan base right now. Oh, and seventy percent of them played the campaign. Yeah, because no one wanted to play multiplayer. It was the only thing that was enjoyable in your game. I would have thought 100% of people would have played the campaign. It's so good. Yeah, the campaign is the best part of the game, in my opinion, because the rest of it is so fucked up right
2: now. But let me tell you why <laughs> this, this article bothers me so much. Because at this point, the Battlefront 2 ship has sh- sailed for me. I don't think I'm ever going to play Battlefront 2. Totally fair. However, I am super interested in hype for Anthem. <laughs> And EA
1: has the potential to just completely ruin that game. I'm so close to just becoming an indie gamer. I'm so close to being like, I'm gonna play Nintendo games, in indie games. And if EA, 2K, Activision, any of these companies put stuff out, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not keep getting taken advantage of by these developers. I'm really close to that. And it's, it's WW2K that's pushing me to, to. It's pushing me too far. Th- And Battleborn. God, Battleborn hurt, but 2K. Oh, 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 you're (laughs) right. Uh, I finally made the connection. I didn't. uh, I'm so blinded when I hear 2K. I just think (laughs) Borderlands, which is my love. 2K, if you screw me on Borderlands 3, so. Help me God, I will be digging shallow graves for each one of you to have wolves devour the scraps of your bodies. So let's talk, like,
0: (laughs) the end of this article wants to basically try to, like, make EA seem a little bit better by saying, well, Nintendo and Ubisoft and all these other big companies use microtransactions as well. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people do, and for the most part, they all suck, okay? Okay. There's not there's there's really not any that are good, and so I want to then point out just to just to like go against this article a bit is that there are companies out there like CG uh, CD Project Red who don't and do just fine. Yeah. Do they sell DLC? Absolutely. But their DLC is like, hey, this DLC that you're buying for twenty bucks is bigger than the entire game, uh, the game of Witcher Two. So this expansion for Witcher Three is it bigger than the entire game of Witcher Two, for twenty bucks? There's that. Va- oh, oh, you're showing me the value. You're actually before I buy it, you're actually showing me the value, because these other companies over here, they're like, yeah, behind this door, you have a chance <laughs>
1: at being shit on. Uh, and 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 if you don't get shit out, hey, guess what? The percent of that chance is you get duplicates. <laughs> yeah. Give us your money. CD, you got a chance CD, of being yeah. shit on. And Project- guess what? It's 100%. Yeah. yeah.
2: So like Project Red did it. They're fine. Gorilla just had one of the most popular games of 2017. They're fine. You mean I don't have to buy loot boxes to see if I can get the special armor in Horizon Zero Dawn, but no. it's a chance? No. Oh,
0: so you mean I don't have to gamble and pay extra money because you, because these companies know that I'm not going to get it in the first box because I only, know I have to buy five boxes. Not and only is when there, I don't get five boxes, I got to buy ten boxes, <laughs> and when I don't get
2: ten boxes, fuck it, just give me a hundred boxes, right? It just escalates. Yeah. Not only is there not a chance to get the armor, but you don't even have to get the armor to complete the game. No, that, that's broken. That's broken. That's yeah. like two K. That's, right a wax, there. that's stupid as hell. Shit. If
0: I don't have to give you extra money to beat the game, pff, you're doing something wrong. Okay. No, but seriously, like there are companies out there. There are good companies that are that are taking the stand and they're even publicly saying, "like fuck, tran- fuck, fuck microtransactions." You know, we're not like those guys, and those are the people that deserve our patronage. Those are the people that deserve our respect, and not EA. I am sorry. I am excited for Anthem too, and I am scared for Anthem as well because because of who sits, who's driving the ship, mm-hmm. like Bioware is a company I like just because of their, their history. But unfortunately they're, they're flying under the, under the sale of EA and that scares the shit out of me, you know? And so I don't know. I don't, we'll see when we get there, but this is not okay. This is, this is not the type of um, message that EA should be sending. This doesn't make gamers feel good. Like, I'm sorry. This is not, this is not a good move
2: for EA. Take your, $800 $800 million and go shove it up your ass. Yeah. They're going to take that $800 million and have a real expensive brunch with Activision. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, next topic is very interesting, and that's simply that uh, I think I cl- <laughs> I closed it, but Microsoft rumors have circled um, a- around here for the last week, week and a half, that they have started, to, or they have been in talks and and talked and, and just internally talked about buying some major companies, basically just buying out and gaining this ownership of guess who? EA. <laughs> First of all, Microsoft. Let me just stop you right there. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You're doing so well right now. Don't. Go buy someone else. Yeah. Now, now, EA wasn't the, uh, they weren't the only ones. Um, EA, Valve, and PUBG yeah. Corp. Yeah. Now, PUBG makes a lot of sense because you already got the exclusive. You're already working directly with that company and sharing uh, technology, um, you know, like Sea of Thieves, water, um, water mechanics are being used in PUBG, stuff like that. So there's already that relationship. So now is it's is as it simple as we're just going to buy it like we bought Minecraft. It's not a bad idea. Now there's the same. Now here's the thing: is that like we our first two topics were PUBG's got a major problem and EA stupid as hell, and those are the two things. Those are two of them that you thought about buying. It's like no, but you know, could Microsoft become the parent company of something
2: and <sighs> then and then help fix it? I mean, they had that's. <laughs> this is kind of this is, it reminds me of like if you have ever worked in a retail environment, they say you can't transfer a problem, right? So if somebody's like not doing their job correctly or something like that, they can't get transferred to another store. Most companies have a policy that's similar to this. I feel like that's kind of what Microsoft is taking on. It's like, hey, you're going to buy EA, who's basically trying to rob everybody blind, and you're also going to buy PUBG Corp, which apparently has a million cheaters, more <laughs> like, than a million uh, cheaters, more they than got a, million. Rid of a million cheaters, <laughs> and they have more <laughs> cheaters in that. It's like they're buying all these problems, and they're going to have to fix it. Yeah, you already, <laughs> you're it's walking through the like, grocery store buying yeah. all the moldy food. Microsoft. <laughs> here's the
0: thing about Microsoft, right? They they had all these problems, you know. And they've been working so hard at fixing their own problems that now that they're starting to run out of problems, they're like they don't know what to do. So they're like, Well, we like having problems. Let's buy more problems.
1: <laughs> it's like <laughs> we don't go mentor some troubled youth if you like fixing problems. We don't wanna be PlayStation. They're
2: they gotta they're coasting. Like that doesn't sound fun. We got we need to work. We want to make it. We want to make it work. It reminds me. It reminds me of a meme I saw once, where uh, the top of it said, "I asked my dad for a PS3 for Christmas." and then it shows below it where his dad took his PS2 and his PS1 and duct taped them together and then gave it to him for Christmas. That's yeah. basically what's happening here to Microsoft. Yeah. It's
0: like <laughs> but, it, but it is interesting because basically uh, a, a reliable source close to Microsoft uh, told Polygon the news with reports of internal shifts and Microsoft creating the necessary situation for ac- uh, ac- acquisition. Okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, quoted uh, was uh, Jost van Duran uh, further told polygon that he expects more news about this soon. Uh, because of where we are in the life cycle of all these things, I'm expecting to hear Microsoft announce something very, very shortly. So the rumors are out there, but the big thing about this is that it sounds like maybe there's deals already being like signed like there's like a purchase could be going down already and it's just starting to leak out now, yeah. And it could be; it very well could be an EA purchase. Now, when you think about that, Microsoft, in one swoop, could gain. Think about what they could gain from EA. Now, I know we're, we just bashed EA, but think about
2: the yeah. IPs if they could that you would it, own. Yeah. In that purchase, if they could fix the problems that these let's just say you don't even fix having. it. Let's just say you don't even yeah. fix it because you're guess picking what? Up, you're Madden, picking up Madden.
0: Madden, is the biggest is the biggest NFL football game of all time, and you're not going to make it exclusive but you're going to make all the money off of it. So for everybody that buys a PlayStation 4 copy, just like with Minecraft, you're going to make money off of it. Yep. So like, you know, Matt, you're pulling up all these sports, you're pulling up, you know, um Anthem. You're pulling up Mass Effect. You're pulling up Dragon Age. You're pulling up like all these IPs that have been so popular over these these, you know, years. And we're, and we're only thinking it Sims. Like like the it just never ends when you think of EA. Like EA Technically, their IP library is—I mean, it's yeah. probably—it's probably the biggest IP library that's out there that's that's not already the Star Wars franchise. Right now, you have the Star- you have the contract, Titanfall. Yep. You know, like I mean, you you own—you would own all of it, and you could literally say, "Hey, yeah, uh, last year Anthem was talked about being you know this great game, uh, Destiny killer, blah blah blah." It's a play—it's an Xbox exclusive now. Well, it clears my deal up. I'm still buying the game, and guess what? I'm buying it on Xbox. Like that <laughs> makes my life easy. Yeah. But I mean, that's huge. I can't imagine what the per like if if EA gets sold to Microsoft, it will be a record-setting deal that we've never seen in the gaming industry ever. This will be the biggest payday we've ever seen, and the company like EA becoming own- owned by one of the big three. That's huge. And then does that set forth the concept that Sony wants to go out and buy Bethesda, Nintendo wants to go out and buy like like does that start to happen? Do these do these companies out here that we still consider you know giants, but they're not first parties, does the right. does does the third party world start to shrink because the big three want to start to try to gain this ownership? Because let's be honest, it takes longer and longer, and it's more difficult to. Deliver an exclusive game from a first-party developer than it's ever taken in you know in the past. Yeah. L- look at Last do. of Us Two. We look at Death Stranding. Like how you know how long is that game from the idea to delivery is it going to take? So now we now the idea is go buy go buy EA, go buy Valve. Mm-hmm. Valve's a huge buy. Yeah, Half Life, Portal, Team Fortress. Like I mean, yeah. Dota, uh, is Valve Dota? No, oh, I thought they were. I don't, I'm not sure. I think Valve is Dota, or, or Dota is Valve. I mean, yeah. yeah we'll what, look it up. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> Dota 2, ever heard of it? Yeah, and then <laughs> you know, and the and the PUBG the PUBG buy <laughs> it is it's a
1: Valve. Yeah, Man. the PUBG so know things about stuff guys.
0: Yeah, the PUBG buy would be interesting because you'd be buying like the actual company. So even if PUBG started to fade, like whatever projects that company is trying to develop. Moving forward would also be Microsoft products, so it's really interesting. I think uh, I, I'm excited to see what Microsoft's doing because this comes in, you know, this comes in the, uh, you know, the wake of Phil Spencer saying, "We know that we have an exclusive problem. We are going to fix it. It's going to get better." And then we're like, "That's great, Phil. We love you." But how the hell are you going to make it better, right? Like, how? And then, and then they could come out a month later and go, we bought EA. <laughs> Big Philly style yeah, pulling out as well. And then would be like,
2: oh. Yeah. It's, oh. it's the perfect push in the right direction that yeah. we want to see for Microsoft. So I hope that this deal goes through for them. Yeah. And I'd love to see them
0: squash, like, if they bought EA and then just came out and said, we bought EA because, the IP, because for their IPs. Their library is extensive and we now own so much. We hate their business model. And this is good, moving forward. This is what EA is going to. This is their. This is their business plan.
1: That's the type of move that could make me buy an Xbox. Yeah, 100%. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, all these EA titles now microtransaction free. We're gonna, you know, like that sort of thing. The thing that. I'm upset about right now. You know, it's currently something that's that's heavy on me. If Microsoft came out and said, "Hey, all these great titles are going to be available moving forward, uh, and we're cleaning up this huge issue here in the gaming community," I'd be like, "All right, I guess I'm going to shell out 150 bucks or whatever to buy an Xbox One because they're you can buy one pretty cheap now, and I'm going to get it in the Xbox world." It would it would just take something big to get me into it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, oh, all right. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated on on this news, but Microsoft seems to be getting getting ready to uh, to make a move. So we'll see what happens. All right, our last topic of the day is Anthem. The most anticipated game for twenty eighteen is no longer coming out in twenty eighteen. Rip.
2: That's it. That's all I had. No, I'm kidding. Um I'm I'm super bummed by this, but at the same time, I'm so mad at Destiny 2. Take all the time you want and give me something that's going to never make me think of Destiny again. So,
0: okay, so I think Destiny okay. Here's my opinion on this. Destiny 2 had a factor in this in this delay, which which Also, I would like to make point that in that same meeting with about EA talking about microtransactions, they wanted to tell the investors, this is not a delay. Even though you said it was a 2018 game last year, Eddie, you know, basically talking about it at E3, mm-hmm. uh, it, and now it's coming out in 2019, it's not a delay. But you didn't say why; you just says not a delay. Okay, it's not a delay then. But here's my thing: Destiny Two is crashing and burning. It is in shambles. Royal. If I'm if I'm Bioware and I and I want to have more time on my game, I have no worries. There's not the concern that I need to get my game out as fast as possible to compete with Destiny before Destiny saturates. Destiny is struggling.
2: It's dying. It's it's bleeding to death. Because Bungie came out and released a four patch roadmap of how they're gonna fix destiny 2 and it looks like they just smeared a bunch of poop all over a piece of yeah. paper so for, as for me as a developer that was that's directly
0: competing with them in in that in the same concept of game I look at that roadmap and I look at what and I look at Bungie just like you know taking a bat and beating their own face in and I go huh cool guys you want another six months <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool you got it let's make the best game we've ever made like that's, okay, that's what's happening here. Now, does that mean I'm happy about this news? N- no. Am I mad about the delay? N- no. I brought this topic up because, yes, Anthem has been delayed to 2019. I am mad about the word delay. I am mad at whoever is forcing these fucking people to take a stage and overpromise and under-deliver every fucking year. It, 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 like it's to the point that even in our little Discord, people are like, "Yeah, you know, I expect it. This should not be an expectation. This should never be an expectation." The word "delay," the word like "delay," is n- should never be an expectation. Yeah. You want to know what the one? Thing I don't go can- to the airport expecting my plane to be delayed every time that I go to the airport. Now, if there's four feet of snow outside. I'm going to the airport. I'm like probably not flying tonight, but I don't go to the airport when it's 80 degrees outside, sunny, expecting a delay. I don't do it because it's not an expectation, and it should never be. So my whole thing is, I am tired of these companies taking the stage at E3, taking the stage at these biggest moments of our gaming, you know, uh, cycle, yearly cycle, and promising these things to create excitement and everybody cheering and everyone going, Sony won this year, Xbox won this year, Nintendo won this year. And then by the end of the year you go, Oh, everything Xbox promised got canceled. Oh, everything Sony's talking about got pushed a whole year. Oh, Nintendo just said it's in development. It might not be out for four more years. Like just here's the thing. I know you have to have things to talk about, and you think you need to flash shit in front of our face that like we've never seen before to make us stay a fan of you? But that's not true because dead, I bought
1: dead, I still bought 2K WWE. It got bad reviews. Like <laughs> they I still bought. I, it. I knew it wasn't going to be good. And then there were things about it that enraged me. Yeah, but like, I'm there, saying, were, there were things in it, inside of it, that should have never existed. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm just saying
0: is that if at <laughs> E3, if at E3, Gearbox said, "Here's <sighs> Borderlands 3, Okay, here's Borderlands 3, and they would have showed you a trailer and said, 2018. That would have lost his goddamn mind. Mm -hmm. But then, before, like, (laughs) less than 30 days into the month, because this news came out at the end of January, less than 30 days into the year, I mean to say, you push it to 2019.
2: You didn't didn't even need to be, like, don't even, like... Here's how, they, here's how they fix it, all right? They just, just give a time frame instead. So if they announce Borderlands 3 at this E3 and they say 2019 release, you're going to go ape shit, right? Then when 2019 comes, they're going to be like, you want to know what? We delayed to 2020. You're going to be pissed. However, if they come out at this E3 and say Borderlands 3, we'd like to have it to you by Q4 of 2019. We will have it to you by Q1 of 2020. You're still going to be super pumped because you're thinking you're going to get the game in 2019. Well, there's a yeah, but then I if you giving don't it, giving you it the
0: range is not a bad idea. That that actually could work where you could you know, you have a pad. And you're you're already basically building in a delay without using the word delay. Yeah, right. Like you're you're avoiding the use of the word, which is not a bad idea. It could work, but at the same time, Bethesda took the stage at E3 two E3s ago, right? Two. And said, here's Fallout 4. Next month. (laughs) Coming out this year. And it worked. And I'm not saying everybody can do this. They can't be Bethesda. But if you're going to drop a bomb like that, do it like Bethesda did. Not like everyone else is doing. Guess
1: who's already doing that? Nintendo. Nintendo is. Spring 2018. Fall 2018. They use that. That gives them a padding. That gives them some time. Yeah. yeah. That gives you a A quarterly cushion. Three month window that you expect the game to be released. So if you hear fall, you're expecting October or maybe you know a. uh, You're not. You're probably not expecting September. You're probably expecting October or a Thanksgiving release. So you know companies have the ability to do that. Some are already doing it, and it would be. But but again, Nintendo announces things six months out. A lot of times it's hey. It's the spring. Oh, this game's coming in the fall. This game will be here for the holiday. Uh, not this game will be here in a year, and then three months later go, just kidding, it's going to be like two years from now. Well, they
2: give you that cushion, and then instead of getting everyone that is a fan of Nintendo upset because they've delayed and pushed back that cushion, they just get everybody hyped. Breath of the Wild was not supposed to be a launch title for the Switch. It wasn't. It was, hey, you're going to get this in the fall of 2017. And everybody's like, oh, man, I can't wait for Zelda. This is going to be great. And then they were able to, once the t- time got closer, go, oh, yeah, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild launch title. Mm-hmm. And just literally took everybody that would have been upset that you delayed your game and made them super hype at the but fact so that it, it's coming out earlier. You the
0: game. You the you game. You had the game out here and we're like, yeah, it's probably going to be a fall because it's your first year of the Switch. So going into the holiday, you're going you're gonna to crush it with Zelda.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's where we all sat. And then they did the reversal, though. They took the stage and said, oh, yeah, um, instead of the fall, you're going to get it in, you know, uh, 30 days. It's, it's a launch title. Yeah. Everyone lost their goddamn mind. They went the opposite way. They didn't delay it. They actually advanced it. They said, yeah, you know what? Um, instead of the middle of the year, late in the year,
2: we're going to give it to you now. Yeah. But as Nintendo, here's my question to you. Do you think Nintendo actually had a launch date of fall 2017? Or do you think that their company was like, yeah, well, this game's going to be good to go, spring 2017, let's go ahead and say that it's a fall 2017, so that we could build extra hype when it comes out, when it's actually supposed to be released. Who knows what Nintendo does? I mean, they're
0: about to launch Nintendo Labo, for God's sake, they do they do whatever <laughs> they want, so it's possible that they could have? I mean, who knows? But bottom of the line is that, like, it, people go, well, yeah, that's Nintendo. All they do is make first-party games. It's like, right, but... I'm sorry. Uh, Anthem is Bioware, and Bioware is 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 EA. So like e, like, their first party to EA, you know. So EA making this announcement is basically like Nintendo making an announcement about Zelda. It's the same thing within their company. Mm-hmm. So my like you can't give the excuse that Nintendo, you know, has a be- is better. Like well, I mean they are better, but you can't give the excuse that they can do it where another company can't. And so. I don't know what Nintendo does to make it happen. I don't know if they, they they make their employees put in overtime or they hire extra people when they decide that they want to be aggressive with something. But bottom line is, like, instead of pushing your game to 2019, what would it cost to hire more people so that you can keep your data on, on point? Because if your game is like PUBG, let's say. Let's say Anthem is as successful as PUBG. And it would take you to hire 200 more people to make sure that you could stay on track. The cost of them over this next year so that you could launch in 2018, so less than a year of, of, of pay versus almost a billion dollars of revenue, I have a hard time believing you wouldn't come out in the profit zone still. And you wouldn't be creating disappointment, and you'd be getting your game out quicker. Like, I just don't get it. Uh-huh. You know, A lot of times you're like, oh, well... Oh, uh, you know, we just need uh, the, other, the other game I was going to talk about here Red Dead Redemption 2. Delayed till October. It's supposed to come yeah. out early this year. Yep. And the Ants, this is the second delay. It was supposed to come out in 2017. Got delayed into early 2018. Now it's delayed into the fall of 2018. Okay. And the, the excuse is the same excuse as the first delay. We just need more time to polish. Go hire a hundred more employees to polish your game. You're not making a game. The game's done. Is what you're telling me. It just needs to be polished. Yeah. So polished go,
2: means bullshit. Yeah.
0: Go <laughs> hire. But you know what? That's that's what you're telling me. Right. So at that point, as as media here, I'm going to tell you go get hundred more employees and polish the shit out of it and don't push your game. And some people are like, well, I really want this game, so take all the time you want. But the problem is, is that we're giving these companies this time. We're like, just take it till October. We love you, Rockstar. You're going to make this game that we're going to love. And then it's going to come out in October after two delays. After almost a year of delays. Because it was end of 2017, and now we're getting it in late 2018. So almost a year later than we were supposed to get the game. And you're still going to have problems. There's still going to be bugs. There's still going to be unpolished shit. Online's not going to work. You're going to, like... That's when I'm go- that's when I have a problem. Destiny 2, Bungie, you had fucking years to work on Destiny 2 and you admitted it. Well, Destiny 1 was going on. And yet here we are with a pile of shit that nobody wants to play. I don't care about the delay. What I care about is that you these companies are telling you bullshit And like, well, we just need to, you know, make it prettier, and we're just going to make the grass, you know, wave left and right a little bit better, and we're going to do all these things. And then they deliver it after the 12 months that they needed to polish this game, and it's still going to have all sorts of problems.
2: There has to be some sort of accountability, (laughs) because it's still a business. Like, you're creating this for this publisher, and they need it in order to make a payday. I'd be like, you're not going to work. Be like, oh, I'm I'm taking a sick day. And then you just calling the next day and be like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to need to take that sick day and push it uh, multiple days for a month. So I can't come to work for a month now because of my one sick day. I'm not ready to come back yet. I need to polish myself up. <laughs> I'm just tar- hey, hey, I'm tired hey, of my, it. Hey,
1: my friend just took a lot of sick days, okay? That, that's, that's hitting a little too close to home. Oh, but I needed them. You need him, and now he's all polished up. Yeah, he's, he's good as new. Polished. So, I think what you're saying is the, is the right idea. It can work. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, that was our attack on the news. <laughs> for this and much more, visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation in our Discord community. Uh, go to media.com around the homepage, click that Discord button. Talk with gamers from around the world every day for free. It is our gaming community. It's super, super nice, and we want you there. So, Jazzy, give have some more uplifting news in the eSports section. Perfect.
1: Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder dragon. Oh, let's break it. Damn!
2: Alrighty, gentlemen. Before we get into eSports, I would like to take a second to thank our patrons. As a patron, you get special access to our patron only Discord channels that help influence all of our shows. Join the Discord at motors at oh wow at gamezillamedia.com and get special access at <laughs> Patreon.com. Stuck Set in the mud. GameZilla Media. <laughs> that was the first time I've done it. You guys have done it way more times than I have.
0: That's not <sighs> true. Moy
2: Moy moy games. He said he said moy times.
1: Oh. Muay Thai? I know Muay Thai.
2: Yeah, I know right. Muay thai too. Let's go over our scores around the league. We have three teams instead of four. Started off at four and back down to three. Three teams in the league, North American LCS, that are tied for first place. One of them is good. The other two, eh, they're okay. Echo Fox has a five and one. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> With a 5 1 record. Hooney sucks. Hoonie sucks. Hoonie sucks. Apparently, not enough because they got a 5 1 record. Not because of him. They have an 0 1 record because of him. Oh, lies. And then they they are tied with Cloud9 and Team Liquid. See, <laughs> now, Oh, followed uh, up closely by uh, hundred thieves. Went f- uh fouled off. Finished off a of four and two after this week. So they're still uh, making a strong push towards the top there. Oh, well, one of the top three teams that was tied for first in Overwatch did fall to another team this week, and Seoul Dynasty drops down to a 6-2 and two record, leaving the S- New York trash. Excelsior and London Spitfire at 7-1 and one
0: each. C-9! C-9! <laughs> which is London Spitfire, in case you don't know. There's C-9, baby! Best
2: of the best, best of the best of the best. But the biggest news ever is the Shanghai Dragons finally increase their record from a 0 win to 0 and 8
1: wow. still haven't won a game
2: <laughs> wow
0: there's a couple teams in the Overwatch League that
2: I don't think they should be in the. Overwatch. I look. I
0: look at this franchise, the <laughs> franchise like concept, and and how these people, these teams are like guaranteed to be safe. And then I look at league, right? And I'm looking at like the Golden Guardians and like Clutch Gaming, and I'm like, oh god. As much as this franchise might, this franchise idea might be good. I'm seeing. Th- I'm seeing that this would be the bad side of it because these teams are god awful. I mean, like. I don't even know how you fix it. Like you're fucked. You just spent millions of yeah. dollars and you you are already firing your head coaches 3 weeks in. Your your players look like like Jazzy Fiddle might be better than them. I mean it That's is rough. it is bad. Yeah. I mean you're bronze 5 and these people look bad.
2: <laughs> the thing about it is is I've been I watching mean, a lot. I you're bronze
0: 5, I'm definitely not bronze 5. And these
2: people look bad. I'm currently Bronze 2, okay? No, but that doesn't mean anything because you're truly Bronze 5 and these people look worse than Jazza. I've been uh, watching a lot <laughs> of, obviously, the North American LCS. I always watch that. But I've been watching a lot of the Overwatch League, too, just to see, like, man, why are these teams so bad? <laughs> and the difference, <laughs> the difference is is that... The Golden Guardians in League do have an awful record because they, I don't think they've won a game yet either. They have not. But they've actually, in their games, had situations where it's like, oh man, they could take this team. And then they make a mistake or something and it like turns on them. Whereas these teams in Overwatch just get steamrolled. They get steamrolled. It's like they don't even have a fighting chance.
1: Overwatch is a game that's really hard to come back in, in general. And I don't, you know, I don't know enough about League from the one match of League I played that one time. But is is it is it easier to clearly uh, bronze? Is it more possible? I think it is
2: way more possible to come back from a deficit in League than it is in Overwatch. Overwatch is starting to really pan out in the sense of like, once you like
0: kind of start winning, the the chances of losing versus winning are like. Ninety to ten, you know, like where league it could be like you're you're sitting here like 80-20 and you lose uh-huh. because of a couple of bad, like because of a turnaround, but like ugh, I don't know league I, we we were concerned about this we talked about it and and, and you've even had talks with like cable about like do you get do do Overwatch series have to end four to one every time?
2: Yeah, I don't see that because <laughs> here's when you look at the score lines at the end, it's either four to nothing or three to two. I don't ever see any series not end in those numbers. So I was reaching out to cable two kx I'm like, man, like what I'm, i know that there's some sort of like point system where people can get bonus points to try to like make the scoring at the end of the season better. Explain this to me, because I don't get it. Like why are we not seeing like a four one or uh, yeah. something like that? Like wouldn't the ability to win a game out of a best of five game series to get the points make more sense? So I guess there's like a weird, like, yeah, you have the ability to gain more points by putting a win on the board or two, but there's still a mercy rule. It doesn't make sense to me, yeah. so I'm gonna have to do some digging into that and see how the point system I guess is going to be scored in overwatch and then I'll relate it to you so that you all understand it with me. but I am glad you brought up the Golden Guardians because my topic today is on the Golden Guardians after week two, they fire their coach Loco doco ooh. <laughs> Oh, and four after week two, and they fire their coach already. So I'm thinking, oh, man, are they that bad that they're just going to fire their coach? That's bad. Oh, no, nope. Nope. The- coach Loco Doco gets fired this past weekend from the uh, Golden State Warriors team, Golden Guardians, because he has said something inappropriate to a riot employee. I've looked everywhere on the internet, including the blog forums. I cannot find out what he said, but it was something that was so bad that the Golden State Warriors found out about it and said, you can't. No, it's not. No. Okay,
0: here's the thing. If you were 4-0 and the best team in the league and dominating, you would have been reprimanded. But because you're 0-4 and your team literally looks like they're not going to win a single match in this entire split. Mm Mm-hmm. You also got fired. Yeah. Okay,
2: I'm sorry. Your performance also led. Yeah. This was their excuse to fire you. The only way I can see it working the other way, where it's like this legit way that they're saying, is if what he said was something against the Golden Guardians and like, ownership. Like, hey, isn't it sweet that I'm tanking
1: the Golden Guardians? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. Pete Pete Rose, like I'm Pete or Rose. Like, I'm betting on the yeah. side.
2: Or like they say something like, you know, the riot. M- employee says, like, you know, better next week or something like that. And he's like, uh, this is a trash team. I can't coach him or something right, like yeah. if he's bashing his right. own team, then I could see them doing something. But my question for you guys this week is how important is coaching in eSports in general? And do you think that something like this could affect the overall team chemistry and comp? So, yeah, this is the Golden Guardians in their own oh, 6 right now. But if this was a team that was a six and team, and the coach gets fired for something stupid like this, do you think that the coach plays an important role in the success of the team? Because you lose a player, it's a lot different. Right. You use you, you lose Faker off your
1: team, you're hurting. Well, you But lose you'd, a, you'd be in the improvement yeah. if you lost Hooney.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, you'd win. Right. You just go undefeated for the rest of your life. But um, no. I okay. So here's the the coach is important, but in a different way that I think like. League or eSports in, in general is like there's so much adjustment and just crazy on the fly during a match like changes and tweaks that you're making as a team. And the coach is off stage not communicating with you. You know, like they, they they help you set up a match, like in league, they're, they're there, they're helping you draft, they're giving you strategy for how we want to attack this team because we because based off of what we've studied, you know, and and all that stuff. But when the game's going, it's just the headsets that you have on with your teammates. And so it's not like hockey where your coach can, from the bench can sit there and yell at you to make an adjustment. Um, but I think where a coach, a good coach, and why we see teams do well is... League or and, and mini esports is a very uh diversified world where we're having people that can't even speak English where we're having people that do speak English and cannot and have no idea what impact or somebody like that is saying in their native language you know because they don't all fluently speak each other's language so how do you build a cohesive team that can work together it's your coach your coach can can either gel that team to make them work or you get the Golden Guardians that has players on it that are supposed to be good. Contracts was a was a rookie of the of the split.
2: Well, runner up rookie of the split.
0: Still, contracts was an All Star guy God, yeah. for God's sakes. Uh, which is your jungler? Yep. You got you got High, who's been a, a an all star mid laner. Yes, he's near. You know, he's on the tail end of his career, mm-hmm. but he's still someone that has tons of knowledge of the game. One of the best shot callers in the game. Yeah. too. You have people on your team that are supposed to be good. They're not working together, and that is where I blame the coach. Is that in practice, in life, when they're at the house, when they're training, when they're eating together, when they're doing things, it's not gelling it's not working where we're seeing teams like let's just take a hundred thieves for example because they are a new brand new team that their makeup is a hundred percent new and they work because i think the the coaching and the environment and the nurturing that's being done with this team is
2: helping them become what an actual team and the coach is a big part of that the coach actually got interviewed for 100 Thiefs, uh after Saturday's matchups, and they said, what what were your expe- expectations for this team? And he said, I didn't have any. And everybody was kind of like, ooh, like he shouldn't have said that. And he's like, no, I, I get the team to play together with one another. All the players are good enough that they know what they need to do in order to, you know, portray my game plan that I come up with them. My job is to, exactly what you said, get them to gel together and learn how to play with each other. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> most
0: important thing with a coach in eSports. And if you can get someone like C9 has, like 100 Thieves have, clearly like Echo Fox have because they're a brand new team too, uh, it, it works. But when you, uh, you know, the surprising part is the Golden Guardians. I thought coming from the Golden State organization that has managed to build, you know, the Golden State Warriors into something that, you know, the Golden State Warriors
1: were a joke. They were a nothing. And they built them into something. I, so, you know, i remember being a little disappointed when Draymond Green, uh, a player I'm a big fan of, got drafted to Golden State. I was like, ah, man, like, I guess it would have been cool if he would have got drafted to a team that's, like, a little more successful, but, like, it's cool he got drafted. And then it was like, Two or three years later, he won an NBA title. I was like, "That's awesome! Yeah. This was super cool to see." Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've been able know, to cultivate talent.
0: That's the that organization realm. that you know that took on the Golden Guardians. So I really thought they would come out the gate better, considering, especially when you look at the Hundred Thieves' success, which is another NBA uh, team organization that has also had a lot of success in their own right, um, building a a, uh, a successful group, and it did seem to transition to over to the 100 thieves and the only thing that i can sit there and point at is they brought in Nate Shot. They brought in these people that happened to be the right people to build the organization and then put the coaches underneath them and say these are the people we want to run this team and sure enough it's worked. Yeah, You know, and so i don't know. I uh coaches are super important.
2: But they're not, they're, it's not like a traditional yeah. sport. And I'm hoping that this is a situation um, that I'll make reference to in hockey in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning were garbage. Horrible. And then Steve Iserman, the captain of the wings here in Metro Detroit, retired, went down to Tampa and manages that team now. He's not the coach, but he manages it. But he has successfully taken the coach and the players from that team got rid of the the people that he didn't think were going to work, and then brought new people in and built the Tampa Bay Lightning into a threatening hockey team over the past five to yeah. eight years. Consistently threatening. Consistently. So, you know, I'm hoping that this is a situation for the Golden State Warriors where they're saying, hey, loco doco, wasn't the person that we you know i guess we're hoping for and we're just going to get rid of them and then rebuild the golden guardians from the new coach that we bring in and honestly i think they played halfway decent this past weekend when they had their assistant coach step in as their coach they i mean i don't know if i'd say they played half decent i mean i think out of two games they had
0: like four kills total they had like Th- two, four towers total. I like mm-hmm. they're zero and six now, aren't they?
2: Yeah, pretty sure they're. 0 so 0 and
0: 6. like, they, I mean, they lost both their games this week, and this is week three. So that's you know two two every week. That's zero and six. Like, I don't know, and and, and like you can't simply you go look at their academy, right? Every team has like a a farm team now. They call it the academy team, and you go look at what they have down there, and it's like, God, you guys are screwed. Like you like. I don't know what you do. And then because, like, we were all excited about the NA being franchised because the shakeup, right? All these players were moving in every dire- all these different directions. Well, guess what? They all have homes now. They're all signed contracts. Many of them, many of the ones that, that you would care about acquiring, multi year contracts. So, where's the pool, the talent pool that you're going to pull from to fix this
1: problem? You don't have, like, there's no such thing as the, the league uh, draft. So, interesting question. We all know the shelf life of a eSports, or specifically a League of Legends player, uh, is super short. Could that create a cycle where these teams are cycling through success very quickly? You might have a team have a three- or four-year run on top, which, I mean, is actually a long time when you look at it. But then, you know, it could be a whole new cycle of players. And if they're not cultivating a culture, if they're not you know signing the best people, we could see this fluctuation where teams dominate for a couple years and then they quickly fall. And we we could see cycles. It's super possible just because the life uh, the life cycle of an esports player and you know technically a team comp could be so so short. You're not going to see dynasties where you're going to have one player group just really holding it down for a long period of time. You
2: could see that with the the franchising this year and the fact that Team Liquid was was struggling last year. Mm-hmm. They were trying to pull wins out, and then they come into the LCS, they get a coach, they went out, and they you know, made sure that they went for the players that they wanted, and they, they drafted a great team. And now they are successfully beating LPL in game times to wins. They broke the record of It had like a 24-minute game the other day. Wow. Yeah. And before
0: that it was 20 like they've it was broken the record. Yeah. They've broken the record three times now. Yeah. Like within NA and now they broke and now they've gone into the to uh, beating the LPL. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Now Impact came out and said like that they didn't do very well when they scrimmed in Korea, but you know that's uh, that was one thing that's been driving them. That's why they're saying the, the way they're playing and the way they're pushing and the way they're trying to play with this speed because that's what the LPL does. That's why we don't compete well because when we're over here running 45-minute games, they're over there trying to speed... They're, they're, you know, they're trying to win in the short game. We're over here playing a completely different meta and then when Worlds
2: comes around, we're not ready for that. Yeah, the LPL and the LCK always have an edge up on us because yeah. they're playing... A different speed of game yeah. that we're just we just can't handle they're used to winning in 24 minutes we're used
0: to winning in forty minutes it's very different so they're built by by the time that we hit 24 minutes we're still waiting for you know certain things they're ready to end game no wonder we're having problems so yep. I am excited that they that they recognize that and that that that's one reason why they're trying to play like this because I do believe that by the time 2018 worlds gets here if they make it in, we could see an NA team that actually is is more prepared than we've ever seen before. As yep. long as they can maintain what they're doing, which they haven't shown any signs of slowing down. Even their one loss was it was a good it was a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, like it's okay that you didn't win every single game, but what you're doing is impressive. Yeah. So you know, not just stay away from injuries and keep your team cohesive because you got a lot of all stars on your team, and you don't want to get that whole you know. Pay attention to me. Give me, give me the resources. No, I want to be the guy, the you know, the go-to guy. Like as long as they can keep everybody happy, because we have had reports that Ole and Biofra, uh, sorry, Ole and Doublelift have already had disagreements.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. As long as they can keep it, keep it together. But yeah, I mean. I I don't know I, I I'm worried for the bottom end of this league, especially considering that they, these teams are guaranteed placement. It's like I think there still should have been like I know you got rid of regulation of um yeah regulation yeah regulation but like um there still should have been something in place. Unfortunately, like I don't want to see the Golden State Warriors team struggle for eight years. I just don't, you know, and like if if an organization's not going to not going to fix it or not going to take something serious then you know yeah. ha- have a buyout option and make them make them sell their spot to somebody else that wants to be here well, let's
2: see hopefully uh the firing of loco is uh a yeah. step in the right direction for them yeah um that's all i really have for esports news this week i just want to leave you off on this note little tidbit of information for you that i this isn't the first time Loco's been fired
1: from a team. Oh no! <laughs>
0: oh no! <laughs> All right, let's get into a real quick muster bust.
1: In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction.
2: Must or bust?
0: This week we have a short muster bust, but there was a couple of games that I definitely thought deserved to be talked about let's just start with the one that everyone should go out and buy the remake of shadow of the colossus for the ps4 february 6 39.99 100 worth it you if you've a if you've never played shadow of the colossus there's something wrong with you b go buy this game there's something wrong with me yes go buy this game then just follow right just go right to b
1: buy this game i do want to i do want to play this yep. game
0: Especially if you got, like, an Amazon Prime or a Best Buy Gamers Club. I mean, you're talking, what, $32.99, something like that? So, $34.99, whatever it is. Um, you, you need it. You need you need to pick this game up. So, uh, next up, I have Dandara, which is for the PS4, the Xbox, the PC, and the Switch. Also coming out February 6th. This is a Metroidvania game. So, of course, happy Metroid Monday! <laughs> Yeah, um, this is a real interesting Metroidvania game that has a lot of uh, teleportation and and um, you can use all the walls. So you you like transfer your character from the from the ground to the ceiling from the walls, and it looks really cool. Uh, the game is going to run you eleven ninety nine, and I think I'm going to pick this up on the Switch for sure. It looks uh, art style looks cool, and they said it's uh, you know it's a lot. It's a great game if you're a Metroid fan. So there you go. Uh, Civilization 6 is getting its first expansion, Rise and Fall, and that's on the PC February 8th for 29.99. Obviously, if you are uh, into Civ uh, style games, this is a big expansion for you that uh, should be well worth your money. Um Octageddon. This one I thought was right was kind of for you. It needs to be sharked again. Octagden for the PC February 8th. Uh, uh the price point was questionable cuz they haven't technically said what it is uh but it's going to fall in between that $10 to $20 range this is made by the plants versus zombies guys yeah. and it's basically you get to play this giant octopus that your goal is to destroy the city as best you can and as you go how do you destroy it better well simply you use your tentacles and, and your little suckers on your tentacles, and you grab things like porcupines and knives and stuff like that to make your tentacles stronger as you just destroy shit. Sounds like a really good game. Yeah. It's like a rampage. Yeah, it's like a rampage pretty much. So that looks really cool coming out February 8th on the PC. And then lastly... Is it? It's Aegis Defenders for the PS4, PC, and the Switch. February eighth. It's nineteen ninety nine. This game looks really cool, and it's something that I want to play with Deadite on the Switch because it's uh, it's got local co op. It's like four player platform like dungeon crawler with tower defense built in. Ooh! And mm. it's uh, it looks really neat. The, the the characters are customizable and the the levels look crazy the bosses look fun uh, it's got like a horde mode built into it as well and uh, they dropped a cool little surprise shovel knight's making his appearance in this as, as well as a playable Ooh. character
1: so yeah if you uh, that that looks really cool too. If only we had like five hours a week to hang out and play video games.
0: We might real soon. I don't know. Have to look into that. That, that free time, but it might yeah. be happening. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Might have to find some time.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've officially heard, but I've kind of like unofficially heard. Yeah. So I mean, might as well just say yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> like like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, um, it's I believe. Yeah. I believe. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's so that's must or bust, guys. Uh, this one this this week they're all must because. Uh, the, the ones we said were low-cost and looked like a lot of fun, and then the one that's 40 bucks is Shadow of the Colossus, and you need to go buy it.
2: Yep. I mean, that's it. Like, buy it. You will not be disappointed. There you go. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Visit <laughs> patreon.com slash media today to see everything GameZilla Media has to offer. We need your money.
1: Really bad. <laughs> we
2: need,
1: it's hard times. Such a, times. Time, such a good time, plug,
2: so. and then you go and just do that. I, I'm just shooting straight.
1: It's expensive to run this podcast. We we need some help. Oh man, throw us a couple dollars. Be cool about it. All right. All right if, so. if retro
2: gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday in all the same great places you listen to us. And then if you haven't listened to Noobs and Dragons. What the hell is your problem? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so good. Why are you even good. listening
0: to this show right now? Go listen to News and Dragons. <laughs>
2: it's so good. And that releases every Wednesday. Yeah, and then Games of Alpha. And then Alpha. Every Sunday, where you get to uh hear the wonderful thoughts of whatever topic we decide to pull out. Uh last week was Battle Royale. Yeah, it was just the genre of Battle Royale, which we uh we studied
0: the or we we explained like even where the name comes from, uh, and talk about the upcoming games in 2018 that are going to be spawning from the success of 2017. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. It's not just PUBG, Fortnite talk. There's a lot of other stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And then, of course, you want to remind everybody, Twitch.tv, we have the GameZilla stream team now. So if you look right now, if you look down, you will see three communities. That first community is GameZilla, Media, if you click on that community, you can follow it and you can find the stream team from people like Testonomics, Grimlock of the Dino, Jazzy Fiddle is on there now. He is actually streaming. We got him set up. Yep. You know, Cable 2KX, Sheriff of Patty, all sorts of people streaming the under the glitch. All people um, streaming underneath the GameZilla Media stream team show them some love hit that follow button help help a lot of the new guys like jazzy fiddle get that affiliate um position because once they get there a lot of new possibilities start opening up for these groups and of course it helps us out a ton too so uh, thank you for everyone that's been tuning into the streams it's been going really well and I think um, you know when we're done here, we're going to be pushing to Testonomics tonight. So we, you know, we, have a, we have a raid that we're going to push raid to. the test. Yep. So stay tuned. Everybody stay here. Everybody hang out with me for a few more minutes. But any other plugs that we want to talk about? Oh, I got one. Shit. I'm going to take it right back. Let me take it back, Dead I. Yep. Um, we have something new. It's live right now. Go to YouTube, GameZilla Media. YouTube.com. Oh. It's a website. That's right. And you can... Watch the first ever episode of Pixel Theater by none other than Player One Miggy. That's right. Pixel Theater is an exclusive to GameZilla Media, and it is a a special monthly show that's going to be coming out that I think you're going to enjoy from the... Uh, past of G4 TV. We've, they've uh, Miggy's taken a lot of ideas from that and created a really cool show. I'm not going to say anything else, but Pixel Theater, Episode 1, live now on Games GameZilla Media YouTube. I've watched it twice. It's so good. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, you can always go over to YouTube and watch Craig WK Long Plays. He's still building out Final Fantasy six. And then we'll be moving on to his next game. But uh, keep an eye on the YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button because more and more content being added to our YouTube every day. Gamezilla Media
1: is on social media. Mm, It is. You can... By you can, I mean you need to immediately... Follow us on Instagram. We're posting fun pics of maybe games we're playing. Uh, Grim and I both post uh, pics of our different uh, retro collection pieces, uh, videos of us having a good time clowning around. So uh, make sure Games of the Media on Instagram. Uh, Get at us on Twitter. We're always tweeting stuff out. We're happy to chat with you there, talk with you a little bit there. Um, Motor City Gaming page on Twitter. Facebook, That's our fan page. And don't forget, we have that closed group, that GameZilla podcast group where you can come in and chat and uh, you know post different links and stuff. So uh, it's a closed group, but we'll we'll happily let you in. So. If you're looking
0: for any of those links, you just go to GameZillaMedia.com, and they're all right on the top of the website. So if you're looking to, to go somewhere and you can't find us, go to the website, click the button, and there you go. All right, I don't think we have anything else. We want to thank everybody for hanging out on episode 194 of the Games Little podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week, and until then, game, game on.
2: on. You sure you'd want to buy this can for $42? I actually drank the energy drink out of it, but the can's still good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a trophy.
0: How much do you think that aluminum's worth? At least. Here's the deal. You buy it for $42, I guarantee you will make $17.95.
1: Hmm. Can I stream it?
0: (laughs) Of course. (laughs)